Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome, welcome to the Bay Area Panthers Pod, part of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network, where you'll find analysis, news, notes, and more about the Bay Area Panthers of the Indoor Football League. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Grandy and Evan Giddings. What is going on, everyone, and welcome into another edition of the Bay Area Panthers Pod. That is Mark Grandy. I am Evan Giddings. As always, we are coming at you here in the season for the Bay Area Panthers. Second year, right now, a one and one start. And Mark, we are entering week five. Instead, you know, the Panthers have only played two games <laughs> thus far, but they're coming off a of bye week. We're going to use this episode to take a look at not only the upcoming game against Tucson, uh, but also kind of the state of the Panthers, the state of the IFL at this point. Before we get into all that, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm just ready for some more uh, Bay Area Panthers football at SAP. It's been a while. Feels like it's, it's been a really long time. And of course, they didn't play week one, which was a, a, a really kind of short week in the IFL. Not many teams did play. And they're at home week two, the game that, that you know, you, you and I were both at against Arizona. Then they go on the road uh, against Massachusetts, and then they have another bye week. Uh, so it's been a while since they've been home. So I'm ready to, to see the Panthers in action once again. Uh, welcome in another really good team. So it should be a lot of fun. I- I'm excited for that. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I am I cannot wait because as we've seen the Panthers, their first now three games, even though it's in week five, they have had some pretty marquee matchups early on. And the Tucson Sugar Skulls are the team that are coming into the SAP Center. So this weekend, April 16th, that's a Sunday 505 kickoff at SAP Center in San Jose, California. You can absolutely, we encourage you to, of course, listen on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> And uh, we also encourage you to be there in 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 stadium because it's a great atmosphere. It's a fantastic place to watch a football game, and I'm sure you're going to see two really good teams this weekend. Tucson is the lone team in the West right now that is unbeaten. They are two and zero, and they're coming off a win against a team that the Panthers also beat, the Arizona Rattlers. They beat them by a score, although Drew Powell did not play in that game. Yeah. He did play against the Bay Area Panthers in that one-point home opening win. So, you know, we, we can kind of, I think, first dig into this matchup. Like, on paper, it is kind of set up with a lot of um, relationships, Mark. It, Dixie Wooten, the former Tucson, Tucson Sugar Schools head coach last year, coming on coming over to the Bay Area Panthers this year as the offensive coordinator now under Darren Arbett. 
hurt his chin. Dixie Wooten's former OC, now the head coach in Tucson, has led his team to a hot start in their first couple of games. Uh, but it's an opportunity to kind of see what Dixie Wooten has left and instilled in Tucson that has had them off to this hot start. And I'm sure the Sugar Skulls are going to want to continue to establish their dominance, not only in the West, but over both their former head coach, as well as a couple of Sugar Skulls that have come over to the Barrier Panthers side. Yeah, you're right about relationships. We talked a lot over the last couple of episodes and even, you know, during that broadcast um, when when the, uh, the 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 Panthers were able to knock off the Rattlers was, was talking about all of the Northern Arizona players from a year ago that came over to join defensive coordinator Keith here with the Panthers is kind of the opposite here in Tucson. There are a number of players who were under uh, Dixie Wooten in Tucson last year who are still in Tucson. Uh, most notably, their star running back Mike Jones, who just was absolutely incredible last year. He had 37 touchdowns on the ground, which was by far the most in the IFL a season ago. Second place had 28 rushing touchdowns. He had 37. So it's a pretty big gap from one to two. It's been a little calmer start to this season so far for Mike Jones. We can talk more about that later, but they're still really a, a high-powered offense. They put up 54 points. Last week against Arizona, you are right. That win doesn't quite mean as much, at least in my opinion, as the Panthers win over Arizona uh, because the Rattlers were without their star quarterback, Drew Powell, but they did win it on the road, which is a, a really tough thing to do. Uh, Tucson's other game uh, was a, another road game at San Diego. They, they won by 20 points. Of course, San Diego isn't expected to be too competitive this year i think it's safe to say they're better than last year when they were down there near the very bottom of the standings along with the panthers last year but nonetheless you're right a, a really good start to the season for tucson and really it's it's three games and three kind of marquee matchups for the panthers you have the epic showdown against arizona who you could argue maybe the best team in the west you have a, a showdown against the the uh, the champions from a couple of years ago out east in Massachusetts, and now you have the the lone undefeated in the Western Conference in Tucson. So three games, three really really tough tests for the Panthers. Yeah, and look, the Panthers won their first game as we mentioned against Arizona. Their second game fell by single digits to Massachusetts in a close loss on the road. And right now, if you just look at the the poll mark as far as the the coaches' poll is concerned, you know the Panthers coming in preseason at week two, they have fallen to six at this point. I think a product of that is having maybe not played as many games as some of the other teams around the IFL, as well as you know some of the other performers right now. Uh, at, at the top of the league, you're looking at Frisco, who's undefeated. Tucson, of course, is undefeated. Massachusetts as well. And so Massachusetts won. Tucson, or pardon me, Frisco holding the top spot. Massachusetts at second. And then Tucson right now is in third. So they're getting you know pretty much top three opponents each of their first yeah. three games of this season. They are absolutely being tested. Um, and you mentioned Mike Jones, who is in many ways like symbolic of the Sugar Skulls organization. He's the franchise's all-time leading rusher. He's played the most games for Tucson. Uh, but the Barry Panthers are going to have quite a bit of a, a challenge at the quarterback position this week because last year it was Daquan Neal. There was sort of some shuffling around at the quarterback position. Neal moves to Las Vegas this year. 
enter Ramon Atkins, who is the reigning IFL Rookie of the Year at the quarterback position. He was in Duke City last year and kind of has an interesting story because he was not slated to be the starter at the beginning of that year. He came in week, I believe it was either three or four, played the last 13 games of the season, went eight and five through 50 touchdowns. He was the IFL Rookie of the Year. And now he moves to Tucson, in which is a place that under Dixie Wooten, along with now head coach Hurtis Chin, was the second best offense in the IFL last year. I know they haven't put up as many points so far this season, but they do offer, in addition to that dominant ground game mark with Mike Jones, an aerial attack with Ramon Atkins, Carrington Thomas returns for them. So they do have a lot of offensive weapons that I'm sure will test this Bay Area defense. I'm glad you brought up Ramon Atkins because you're right. It is a really interesting story. So last year, Nate Davis was the expected Duke City starter, uh, and he was coming off of a great season. He was the 2021 IFL Offensive Player of the Year, and there was actually a little bit of, uh, I don't think controversy is the right word, but he didn't win MVP despite the fact that he won Offensive Player of the Year and a defensive player didn't win the MVP. So you had one offensive player, win offensive player of the year, and another win MVP, whatever, doesn't doesn't really mean all that much. But interesting story. The point is Nate Davis, a really good quarterback, and then he gets hurt early in the year, and suddenly Ramon Atkins comes out of nowhere, and, and you mentioned was the rookie of the year last year, had a fantastic season, and now was playing – really well here with a new team, the Tucson Sugar Schools. And the IFL does something fun every week. They put out quarterback power rankings. Um, and, you know, they obviously a lot of it is expectations based, at least early in the season. How do you think someone is going to perform? Uh, but they take into account weekly performances. And Nate Davis is up there. He's number two. He's returned for Duke City. And then his former understudy, Ramon Atkins, slides in right behind him at number three. Um, so quite the quarterback room that Duke City had last year. Um, and, and Ramon Atkins certainly earned a chance, and, and now he's getting it uh, with Tucson. But good on the Tucson organization as well, because you mentioned Dequan Neal, who was their quarterback last year. He's a former IFL MVP. Now he's in Vegas. So they lose one really good quarterback. And they gain one really good quarterback. They haven't really missed a beat. Their strength last year was offense, and it looks at least two two games in. They have some interesting defensive numbers that we can dive into, but it, it seems like the strength of the team is, is once again the offense. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, just entering it at face value, they've played two games thus far, averaged 44.5 points, nothing that jumps off the page. Meanwhile, their defense has been, I guess, the story so far for them this season because – They've only allowed 32 points, and you know Frisco right now, along with Sioux Falls, would be the top two defenses in terms of points per game. And you could say, hey, well, Tucson has faced a San Diego team that perhaps didn't have the greatest expectations coming into this season. Uh, I know they got hit relatively hard last week against Arizona, but of course Drew Powell wasn't playing in that game, who is a, a prolific quarterback for the Rattlers. So maybe that defense is suppressed a little bit. Um, Mark, but when you're looking definitely at, at kind of the, the disparity of the two defenses, 
I'm not sure if it's just opponents and the schedule thus far. And again, it's a small sample size with two games. But right now, the Panthers, even though their offense has been much improved from last year, their defense still technically last as far as 52.5 points per game. So it will be interesting. I expect both sides, both defenses to sort of regress to the mean in this game. Hmm. Um, and I do think that even though on paper, Tucson enters as you know perhaps a, a more dominant team through their first two games, um, I expect this one to play out a little more like the first game that we saw from the Panthers at SAP Center against Arizona, where you're going to see a lot of back and forth. You're going to see a lot of scoring and expect maybe one, potentially two turnovers from either team to decide what's going to happen in this game. Uh, but even though Tucson right now is you know third in the coaches poll, they haven't been beaten yet. I would not be surprised if the Bay Area Panthers, and now we do have some, you know, some betting lines entering <laughs> in the IFL. I would not be surprised to see Bay Area a favorite at home this Saturday. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be either. Uh, one thing that's really interesting, and, and this is where early season comes in, the the defensive numbers, just purely statistics, are a little bit confusing because let's take the Panthers uh, first here. You mentioned points points allowed per game. The Panthers are are worst, dead last, 52.5 points per game allowed. Now, I'd say a lot of that is the opponents that they've played, pretty high-powered offensive teams, but still not where you want to be if you're Bay Area. But yards per game, yards allowed per game, which generally is a good indicator of how well your team is playing. And generally, of course, you give up fewer yards a game, you're going to allow fewer points per game. Panthers are worst in points per game allowed, but fourth best in yards per game allowed, under 200 a game. So that's an interesting number. You would expect kind of what you're saying, maybe those two numbers to kind of get closer to each other, meet in the middle a little bit. You have everyone regress or or, or progress back to the mean. Uh, and then it's the opposite for the Sugar Skulls. They have allowed just 32 points per game, as you said, which is third best in the IFL, but they've allowed... 251 yards per game, which is second worst in the league. So you would also expect them to be giving up more points based on the number of yards that they're allowing per game. And you ask yourself, okay, well, how can these numbers be so different, you know, for a single team? Well, it comes down to turnovers. Where are you turning the ball over? Are you giving opponents short fields? Are you giving up points on special teams? And I think that's where this is coming in, at least on the Panthers' side of things, Evan. They've given up points on special teams. They have given their opponents short fields where maybe they only have to go 10 yards to get seven points. And you look back after the fact, oh, they only gave up 10 yards on that drive. Yeah, well, it still went for seven points. So <laughs> I think that's kind of where these statistics are, are coming in. And you're right. As we get further along in the season, give it, you know, a five, six, seven game sample, we will see these numbers kind of normalize a little bit. But right now, I, I'm not sure they're telling the full story uh, of these defenses really on either side for the for the Panthers or for the Sugar Skulls. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Look, the Panthers are winning in the macro where you would like to win, which is putting up yards on offense and limiting yards on defense. Yeah. And you would assume that the points would fall into those lines. The one, I guess, area that Bay Area has struggled is situational, both offense and defense. Because if you're looking at so far what they've done on third down, they're second to last. They've converted four of 16 third down so far this year. 
on fourth down, they have been good on offense. But then looking on the other side on defense, they have yet to stop a team that has went forward on fourth down. And they have also been statistically the worst third down team on defense. And and again, I don't think that's necessarily an indicator of, you know, Rob Keefe's defense not doing their job because you're seeing that they're limiting total yardage. But in those situations, for whatever reason, and again, this could point to their competition because Arizona and Massachusetts are two very, very good teams that have executed a high level for a long time. Um, you're seeing those teams so far being able to take advantage of Bay Area. I expect that to turn a little bit this week against Tucson, even though there is you know, a, a large challenge on the other side. Um, I also do think that the Panthers in another area that is important, turnovers have limited the amount of extra possessions and opportunities for their opponents. But when you haven't been great on third down or fourth down, combined with the fact that you're giving up touchdowns in the red zone, also special teams has allowed pretty decent starting field position for your opposition. Then that combined with, you know, perhaps I, I guess like if you're not turning over the ball, it doesn't matter as much if you do it one or two times a game. I, I think right now what has hurt Bay Area the most in their first two games has been special teams. So starting field position, specifically on defense, as well as not being able to get opponents off the field when they pin them deep. We saw on opening night, you know, a, a fourth down deep in Arizona's part of the field that they were able to convert on a fourth and long. Those are the situations that I expect to turn, but so far have been really the only reason that I think the Panthers are not undefeated. And it looks like on the other side is why Tucson is. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, you're right. The the third down plays are, are huge. Fourth down plays, converting those big moments. Uh, and you're right, there was a couple of moments opening day where it didn't go their way, but they were able to to make those plays in that game. And and the reason why they lost in Massachusetts is exactly what you're pointing to. They weren't able to make those same kind of plays down the stretch. I mean, they didn't 
Uh, I mean, their last two possessions were turnovers on downs. They they fumbled the ball in the second half as well, and that really was the difference there. You, you take out one of those, you don't fumble it in the third quarter, or you don't commit a turnover on downs one of those last two drives, and you probably win that game, and, and suddenly you're 2-0 and instead of 1-1. One and one. And, and that's how close and competitive these IFL games often are. Um, you get in these battles where teams are scoring in the 40s and, and even in the 50s, and it's, it's literally the difference of one play. Uh, that, that that can make the difference. And I think that's what we saw last time out now two weeks ago uh, for the Bay Area Panthers. So I'm sure that is something that Bay Area is is preaching, that, that head coach Darren Arbett, Dixie Wooten, Rob Keefe are, are all preaching to the team offensively and defensively. I, for one, am eager, Evan, uh, to see the Panthers on special teams this game. Less so on, in terms of their return game um, because – I think they've proven already that they can be dangerous in that regard. But I'm eager to see how the team goes about trying to kick the ball off. Because it's something we talked about last week. Josh Gable, the the kicker for Massachusetts, seems to have mastered that diagonal bouncing kick where he kind of pins it up against the wall just in front of the goal line, you know, between the five-yard line and the goal line. And he forces whoever it is back there to return it to scramble and pick it up and then, you know, raise his head and, and look for where the the rushers are coming from and, and try to avoid a safety and, and all of that. I'm eager to see what the Panthers break out in that regard. And then it's just their their general kick coverage because they have been um, uh, they, they've kind of given up some big returns already in this game. So I'm eager to see what they try to break out there, because I think during a bye week is is when you have an opportunity as a coaching staff to maybe try some wholesale changes in terms of your scheme from a special teams point of view. I think we might see something different there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really the one thing that's kind of holding them back at this point because you look around most of the other statistics, time of possession, their second red zone offense has been a little more difficult um, for them, but you know, as far as opportunities, but they can, they've converted six of seven uh, red zone defense has unfortunately been giving up touchdowns uh, at a 100% rate at this point, but I assume that's going to change at some point. What I do want to focus on though, is what the Panthers have, have been doing quietly. Um, and I think like, even though they are right now sixth in the, in the, the coaches poll, they quietly have one of the more efficient offenses in the IFL right now. And Dalton Sneed has shown himself to be, you know, if you're talking about quarterback power rankings, I understand he may not be a big name because, you know, he's, he's not a former MVP. He hasn't been around this, this league for extremely long. He didn't shoot out of the gate like a Ramon Atkins did last year, but he has not turned over the ball yet. He has seven, inter- seven touchdowns, which through two games would be tied for the most of anyone that's played only two games. Hasn't thrown a pick. He's been able to do things with his legs, and he's found a connection with JT Stokes, who right now leads the league in terms of yards per game. So this offense, and one that I thought, at least from from watching them, the first two games seemed, you know, to kind of try and force feed Justin Rankin. Uh, he's in the top five in terms of carries right now, even though I, he hasn't really gotten going um, with explosive type runs. That sort of chipping away on the ground has really allowed Dalton Sneed to create some 
both chemistry with his, with his receivers, but also get comfortable back there in the pocket. And I think to me, he's been one of the surprise, I don't know about surprises, um, but with in a league with a lot of good quarterbacks, I, I think he's been flying under the radar a bit with what he has done. And he's honestly the reason that I feel confident that against Tucson, the Panthers are going to come away with this victory because of how he's both taking care of the football even though he is kind of an explosive player, you might expect some of those situations to, um, I, I guess, putting the ball in, in harm's way when he takes off or he jumps for a first down or for a touchdown. But he's done a really good job of playing both within himself, uh, but also explosively. And, and that's been pretty rare. He's been really good. Uh, you mentioned the quarterback power ranking. Since I referenced them earlier, I might as well let you know where the IFL has Dalton Sneed. They have him sixth, uh, which is also where the Panthers are in in the week uh, post week four coaches poll. The Panthers are sixth heading into week five as well. But you look at the quarterbacks ahead of Dalton Sneed in that power ranking, and you see a lot of quarterbacks with a lot of individual awards. They have Drew Powell fifth. He's in the middle of an injury right now, but he's won multiple MVPs. Uh, we already talked about Daquan Neal, who was the Tucson quarterback. Last year, now he's in Vegas. He's won an MVP. He's fourth. And then two guys we've also already talked about, current Tucson quarterback Ramon Atkins, who was the backup to Nate Davis. Those two are three and two, respectively. And then Quad City's EJ Hilliard, who Panthers fans probably don't know much about because in Panthers history, they have yet to play Quad City. But they're the team that won the Eastern Conference last year. And Hilliard is a big reason why. So, I don't know how you look at it, Evan, but but to me, either Dalton Sneed is, you know, near the, the back end of the top tier of quarterbacks in the IFL, or he's leading tier two. Like <laughs> that that's that's his position in this league right now. I, I think you can comfortably say that a couple of weeks in. There are, you know, some other names that probably deserve to be in that conversation with him. He doesn't have the MVPs, he doesn't have the individual you know, hardware in this league because he hasn't been in this league for all that long. Um, but I, I think, you know, if you see him play a full season, he, he's going to start racking up some of those accolades and, and recognition. And I think it's pretty fair to say he's either, you know, near the bottom of that top elite tier of quarterbacks or he's he's leading the way in that second tier around the sixth best quarterback in the league. That seems pretty fair to me. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's kind of banging on the door for, for the top five. But, you know, like we mentioned, there are guys that are in, I would say, more pass-prone offenses that yeah, you're right. either if, if he was, and I'm, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's all a product of the system, but Dalton Steed, he is a dual-threat guy. He can take off and run. That's a big reason why the Panthers' offense is as dynamic as it is. Uh, but also, they run the ball a lot. And so I think Sneed, for the opportunities he's been given, has both been good as well as also efficient. Um, and that was kind of a, a I don't want to say a question mark coming in, but, you know, Darren Arbett has sort of an offensive philosophy of playing off of the opponent and basically taking what the defense gives them. And that means that your quarterback has to be able to read the defense. And Dalton Sneed is not, like you said, one of the top five, maybe even seven names in the IFL based off of accolades. But I think he's put himself into that conversation with his play thus far. 
Um, and, and there's going to be some games around this weekend where we're looking at top quarterbacks that are going to be interesting to to kind of keep an eye on. I know you know you mentioned Nate Davis, Drew Powell. We'll see if he plays and straps up this weekend. But Arizona is going to be hosting Duke City. That's a big game to look at in the West. And then out in the East, you know, probably the marquee matchup that everyone's got their eyes on the in the IFL is going to be p- taking place on, on Saturday as well. And that's going to be Massachusetts at Frisco. So the teams right now one and two in the coaches poll. So that game in the East, Duke City, Arizona in the West. And then I, I guess if you want to kind of look a little bit down the line, you know, after Tucson, Bay Area will host Northern Arizona. They're at home facing San Diego on Sunday. Um, and then the nightcap would be your Bay Area Panthers. So they'll have a chance to see both the best in the West and the East on Saturday before maybe getting, you know, a, a glimpse at potentially who they could be facing Um heading down the line next week. But there's there's a lot of good matchups and a lot of good quarterbacks in those games. Yeah, there really are. And I think, you know, maybe we, we you know, continue this conversation a week from now. I think maybe you see... Dalton Sneed, you know, move up, a, move up a little bit because this is an opportunity. I know we talked about Tucson's defense. The numbers are kind of strange to look at right now, but you look at what Arizona did to this Tucson defense last week. Yes, I, I know that Tucson got, got the win in that game, 54 to 48, but the Rattlers put up 48 points with a backup quarterback. Now, I know they're a well-oiled machine. They've been here, done that. Uh, it was Jorge Reina who was stepping in for Drew Powell. Uh, Panthers fans, you may remember him. He was the quarterback, at least for part of the year, most of the year last year, for San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, a team that really struggled for a lot of the season. He threw for 242 yards and six touchdowns against Tucson. Now, again, that offense has a lot of talent, both you know catching the ball and in the backfield, but still 242 passing yards on a 50-yard field, that is impressive and difficult to do. And that's a big reason why the stats for Tucson are a little lopsided right now because they gave up 242 passing yards just last week. All of that said, I think there's an opportunity for this Panthers offense to put up another big number in this game. And and maybe that translates to something for Dalton Sneed individually Uh, What you hope, of course, and what's more important is that it translates into a win, a lot of points on the offense, and and maybe the defense gets going a little bit like they did in the second half against Arizona in their first game. But I do think this is an exploitable matchup for the Panthers on offense, and I'm excited to see how it works out. Yeah, well, I I think we should wrap up this episode with perhaps a a prediction for this game upcoming against Tucson Sunday, April 16th. And uh, kickoff for that game is, of course, going to be at SAP Center. And it'll be coming your way at 5.05 Pacific time against the Tucson Sugar Schools. 1-1 Panthers against the 2-0 Tucson team. Darren Arbet versus Hurtis Chin. Dixie Wooten versus old team. I'm sure a lot of guys on the Tucson side would love to get some bragging rights over their old head coach, including, of course, the guy who was his protege last year, once offensive coordinator, now head coach in Chin. I think the Panthers win this game. I think that it is a single score game, but it's one that we'll look at throughout the totality of it and say the Panthers controlled from start to finish. Because in my mind, the one area that's been holding them back is special teams. And I cannot imagine that Darren Arbett, Rob Keefe, Dixie Wooten coming off a bye week have not addressed those issues, even though it's still early in the season. I think they're going to have something in store for Tucson. And so I'm going to say that the score is... 
I think there's going to be, you know, an extra point missed or two, <laughs> or maybe perhaps a two point conversion thrown in. I'll say 54 to 44. So a okay. 10 point victory. Um, so, you know, within reach for Tucson, so to speak, but I think Bay Area separates late and they control the game. I like it. I also have the Panthers coming out on top. Uh, I'll say 48 to 42. Don't exactly have in mind how you get to those 48 and 42 point <laughs> totals. Uh, it's 42 is relatively straightforward, but I'm not going to come out and say I think it's just going to be touchdowns and extra points. I think there's some some madness, some strange stuff that's going to happen in this game. Uh, and there's only, you know, one way to, to find out is to get down to SAP and watch the game. You can get tickets at BayAreaPanthers.com. If you can't make it, you can listen on, on 95.7, the game, of course. But yeah, 48-42 Panthers. That's my prediction. Sounds good to me. Hopefully, either way, the Panthers pick up a W, move on to two and one heading into week six. But for week five, Tucson Sugar Schools, 505 kickoff, SAP Center. Make sure to get out there if you can't. Like Mark said, please listen on 95.7. The game will have it live running on Sunday. And uh, we appreciate you tuning into this episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod. Please download, rate, subscribe as we're coming to you on the 95.7 The Game podcast network. That is Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Hopefully the Panthers come out with a dub. We'll talk to you. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.